Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. I want to talk about the new sexual education bill and the new bill entitled uh, an act or should I say this particular bill called the uh, Relationships and Sexual Education Bill um, to guarantee the right of students to receive factual and objective information on relationships and sexual education with regard to the characteristics of the spirit of the school. Uh, the bill is currently before the dawn at its third stage so let's go through the channel etc etc but this bill has caused huge consternation in the UK already it's pretty much the same type of bill and it's basically an overhaul of our sex education bill for both primary and post-primary. And the rights of schools to uphold their ethos and characteristic spirit is recognised by the Department of Education and Skills, including the delivery of RSE, which is Relationship and Sex Education, within the characteristics of the spirit of the school. That's what they say. However, it is a requirement that all aspects of relationships and sex education curriculum cover issues relating to sexual orientation, contraception, sexually transmitted infections. And I looked through the bill, by the way, it talks about abortion, um, you know, LGBT issues, etc., etc. Furthermore, at post-primary level, the RSE programme is delivered through social, personal and health education until the end of junior cycle and separate to the RSE. Blah, 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 blah. I'm not going to read all that out to you. But... Young people from Spun Out and Belong To, the LGBT youth organisation, are a bit disappointed. They believe it could include more, uh, more varying levels of sex education where issues around sexual orientation, uh, consent, identity are omitted, they believe, entirely, and they want them put in. Melanie Griffith, Executive Director of Belong To, said transformation of our sex education is what we need to help our young people. We need to transform how schools view and engage with sex education and LGBT issues. Now, currently in the UK, they're going through exactly the same changes in their sex education bill. They're bringing in a new bill in 2020, which we will probably be doing too, 2020, 2021 maybe, which is causing protests at schools and children being removed from schools where they're teaching LGBT issues to young people. Their education secretary over there at the moment is a guy called Gavin Williamson. And he said that head teachers should be able to teach about Britain as it is today and we'll be delivering support to schools ahead of September 20 for the mandatory education of same-sex relationship education. In other words, they're being told, we're teaching it to your children whether you like it or not. And the new sex education bill, the same as the one over here, um, which will come in over here probably in the next year or two, um, next year in the UK, will teach about same-sex relationships education. And a lot of parents object to it. Demonstrators claim that teaching about LGBT issues and relationships overemphasizes a gay ethos and that teachings were not age-appropriate. Counter-protests also were outside the schools with LGBT campaigners saying these parents are homophobic. So here is the problem with all this debate. To put it in a nutshell, from next year, maybe the year after in Ireland, the start of 2021, because we may not get it in next year, it'll have to go through the channel as well. There will be a new sex education bill in primary and post-primary schools whereby not only will they be teaching about Tom and Mary getting married and having children, which is always the way it was. You know, Tom and Mary meet up. Tom and Mary have sex. Tom and Mary have babies. Tom and Mary have a family. It'll be Mary and Mary, Tom and Tom, or Tom who wants to be Mary. In other words, there'll be a little bit of everything sprinkled in there to show children this is the way it works nowadays. There's not just Tom and Mary anymore. There's not just Tom anymore. And by the way, if Tom wants to be Mary, he can identify as Mary. So all of that will be covered in the sex education bill. 
to normalise that for children to say, well, it's okay if people feel this way. If a boy wants to be a girl, a girl wants to be a boy. If a boy wants to have a relationship with a boy or a girl wants to have a relationship with a girl, that's all all right. Because in the new sex education bill, that's what it says. And some parents object to it and some parents think it's great. It's inclusivity. We need to teach inclusivity to children. This is the way of the world. This is the modern world we live in. But the problem is, in Ireland, where you've got a large Christian community and Muslim community, Muslim community is the one that's causing a problem in the UK because, of course, many of those are objecting outside the schools. All religions, to be honest with you, because all religions don't agree with LGBT issues. They don't agree with homosexuality, transgenderism, and don't believe it's conducive to their religious beliefs. And the religious beliefs are protected by law as well. So Muslim, Christian, in fact, most religions, if followed literally, will have objections to all aspects of LGBT, abortion, and most of what is being added to the new sex education bill and the RSE in schools. So should parents have the right to remove their children for sex education classes if they don't agree with the changes? Because in the UK, they're saying, no, you don't have a right. It's mandatory. And I'm pretty sure it's going to be the same here. It's mandatory. You don't have a right. You're right, Kevin and Emmerich, you wouldn't. So, should all parents have a right to remove their children from the schools? During the classes, the sex education classes. So, in other words, the schools decide, not considered to be an ethos, but decide, we're going to do this class on a Monday afternoon, twice a month or once a month, whatever it happens to be. And then you decide as a parent, they send you home a list of times that this class will be on, and you decide, no, I don't want my child learning that. Thanks very much, just send him home. I'll pick him up from school. Should you have a choice to remove your child from school when they're learning about LGBT issues and sex education? Yes or no? You believe that every child should not, or no child, should be removed from a class and that every child has the right to know about all these issues. Let me know what you think. The number is 0871880008. Should parents have the right to remove their children from sex education classes if they don't agree with the changes? Yes, they should have the right, or no, they shouldn't. Let's do a little vote on it. Because if you're one of these people who believes in diversity and all that kind of stuff and inclusion and everything else, well, then you would want your child to know all about it. If you're somebody who's religious, deeply religious, and don't agree with it all, well, then you want to remove your child, don't you? Seamus, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Seamus? No, how are you? Very long time no here. No, 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 how's things, Seamus? It's been a while, all right, yes. It has, hasn't it? I'm, I'm still alive, busy. and so are you. Uh, yeah, I'm just too busy with my book at the moment, selling it. Oh, selling it. Oh. Right, okay. Tell us about your book very quickly, Seamus. Go on. Um, it's the true story of an 11-year-old child and what the state's done. Not the religious orders or the industrial schools. We know what they've done. But it's the likes of social welfare and probation officers. They were involved in bringing children to court under false documents. That's what the book is about. It's the true story. And what's, what's the name of the book, Seamus? It's called Diffuse Within. It's on Amazon. Um, in his launch of my book, Michal Martin, in his speech he says, it is the first book I've come across where Seamus can point the fingers with the documents that are in the book. It's All unbelievable. Right. So it's called The Fuse Within, and, and it, it's, available it's available on Amazon. On Amazon. Okay. 
All right, no problem, Seamus. Uh, I'm glad we could uh, mention it there for you. And I'd say, well, we will, and we will do it in more detail. I did promise you we would, and we will do it in more detail and cover it more. I'll detail. bring one up there as soon as I get a chance. Yeah, I'll have to have a quick skim to it and, and have a look at it. I'm sure it's very yeah. interesting reading. Now, Seamus, getting back to the sex education in schools and the revised RSE and sex education bill, which should be coming into this country over the next year and a half, and is already coming into the UK in 2020. Um, do you believe that children should have the our parents have the right to remove their children from the classes? No, they should not. They should. And I've, I've been saying this for years that one of the most important things in schools and when they go on to the bigger schools is that we teach them everything possible that will help them in their lives. Everything. And that includes a sex education. Now, because it's not in effect at the moment, if we look back over the last 10 years, how many 13 and 14 and 15 year old children ended up having children of their own because they didn't know any better? Yeah, but that, that, it, with you, it, that's already covered in the sex... The thing about it is, yeah, well, in it, sex education it, currently, that's, that, that sort it, of stuff is covered anyway. Yeah, but I suppose the one thing that I do is I come out and say what needs to be said. This isn't an Irish problem. If people come into this country and they want to be helped, we'll help them and they'll put them into our schools. There are rules. Okay, I, and in relation to, you know, LGBT issues... People have a right to know. Well, they do, yeah, if they want yeah, to. Yeah, but, but do, do they equally... But do they equally... But Seamus, can I ask you a question? Do they equally have a right not to know? Um, like, if, if, if I was a, a Christian... No, I'm not a Christian, obviously. Well, 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 I feel I'm a Christian person, but I'm not, I'm not a Christian, so to speak. But if, yeah. I, was, if I was a Bible-believing Christian... And I don't want my children learning about, you know, transgender and LGBT issues or homosexuality or whatever it happens to be. Do I have a right to parent my children and take my children and take my children out of that school? Um, no, I don't think so. So I, I so I'm forced I'm, to, to to buy into it. Then, no, no, uh, yeah, you, a lot of people will think of that that way, but this isn't a religious thing. This is an education for kids. Well, it is Let religious. Us leave religion and everything out of it. But it is and religious. But it is part of religion because the point is that religious there there isn't a religion in the world that agrees with LGBT issues. And that's what the problem is. Other people are coming in from other countries, and we should respect. No, 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 hang on, hang on. Hang on. But it's nothing to do with people from other countries. Eighty-five percent of the population in this country are, are Catholics. In England, the biggest problem they have over there with this problem over there is different religions mm-hmm. saying, no, we don't teach this to our kids. Move your kids and let us teach our own kids. Yeah, but hang on. There's a lot of Catholics in this school. Christians, Bible-believing Christians, not them all, because a lot of Christians will be a la carte. But a lot of them will be Bible-believing and they don't agree with LGBT. Well, that's their choice. Then they, they can just have to get on with us. We can't. So we, so they just have to, whether you like it or not, we're teaching your kids about it. This is a school. We well, I, don't know, I don't know, Seamus. You know, it doesn't bother me in the slightest. But if I was a Christian and a Bible-believing Christian and some school said to me, whether you like it or not, we're teaching your kids about something you completely disagree with, I'd say, no, you're not. Then you, find, then you try to find another school capable of dealing with your kids. It's as simple as. You yeah. can't change the rules of... Well, you're not going to find another school. It's going to be taught in all schools. So you, the only option you have is to remove your child during the classes. Well, Can you learning do? is learning, isn't it? The more they learn going into the world, the better. So c- should they be allowed to remove their children from the classes? No. What goes for one goes for all. That's a bit Danny status, isn't it, James? Is it? Look. Um, so I, so I have no here. choice. Uh, if, my, if they want to teach my child about LGBT issues or abortion or contraception or whatever, I have no choice as a parent. Why have we got schools up and running? No, I'm asking, I'm asking you a question. So I have no choice as a parent. Is that what you're telling me? That's my opinion, yes. 
Right, okay. We can change the rules for one one family. It's not well, just... Well, hang on, hang on. No, hang on. If it was one family... One family. It, no, hang on. If it was one family, I would agree with you. It's not yeah. one family. But it started off with one family. There's a large percentage... It was a large, well, hang on. There's a large percentage of the population who don't agree with abortion, who don't agree with homosexuality, who don't agree with lesbianism, who don't agree with it. And that's their, that's their choice. They're allowed to do that, that's by the way. Choice. So, so well, should they not have a choice to raise their children the way they want them? They can raise... Uh, there's nobody stopping them. Well, you're, well, you're stopping them. You're telling them no, they, they, they have to learn about it. If they're going to put their kids into a school, then they have to abide by the rules of the school. End of story. You can't go into prison tomorrow and order caviar and all that, can you? Okay, no, well, you well, to... well, stay there for a second. Hang on, Seamus. Catherine, you're on Classic Kids. Catherine, has Seamus got a point? This is, you know, the, the year 2019. You know, there are it's gay people in the world. There's LGBT issues. And surely we should be teaching all children about it. Well, you know, the thing about it is, if you're, t- you're, you're talking about sort of um, uh, primary school going yes, up to secondary, Yes, yes. Well, no, it would be age appropriate, obviously. But yeah, primary and secondary school. Well, no, I, I, I would absolutely object to my children learning about that because, you know, you're putting ideas into oh, their heads that don't exist, that, uh, you know, and that, 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 that they're furnishing these ideas onto the children. And then perhaps children will say, Jesus, maybe I'm sort of one of them or whatever the hell. I mean, would this happen if Leo Radker wasn't um, T-Shock? He is a homosexual after all, isn't he? Well, that's, what's that got to do with it? Yeah, because... By the way, I mean, no, Catherine, this has nothing to do with Leo Varadkar. This bill hasn't even been proposed by Leo Varadkar. So it's not, I, don't, I don't know why you even mentioned that. The bill has nothing to do with Leo Varadkar. It's actually Paul Mover, Murphy, Ruth Coppinger, and I can't remember who else ah, it is. Ah, yes. So, yeah. but wait, g- so nothing to do with Leo Varadkar. I don't <laughs> know why you do that. people I'm talking about. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, no, well, look, as I say... Um, he just no, happens I, to be the Taoiseach. I, what? He just happens to be the Taoiseach at the moment. Yeah, mm. well, it wasn't through voting he's the Taoiseach, it was uh, right. through, um, yeah, he was, you know, he was, he was appointed, yes. Voted in. But anyway, no, what I, can I just, and I'm sorry for um, going off the subject, but it's about the Douglas Shopping Centre. No, I, I don't want to talk about the Douglas Shopping Centre, we can talk about it again, we're talking about this, let's just stick to the topic if we can, thanks, Catherine. Right. Okay, we did talk about it at the start of the show there for 15 minutes. No, I'm just saying the Children's Hospital in Dublin, you know. I know, I know, I know all about it. Yeah, they're building a car park underneath it and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. They've been doing that for years. They've been building car parks under apartment blocks. They build car parks under shopping centres. They've been doing it for years. And thankfully, they don't generally go on fire. It was an accident. But anyway, okay. like the point is, no, I would, I would not allow you know my young children to 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 be putting ideas into their head that are not there because they're not mature enough to know about these things. And I think that that you know they they no, as far as I'm concerned, they will learn um, <clears throat> things that they need to know when they need to know. And nobody, nobody will um, dominate. Would would I allow? people to dominate what my children have to learn. Okay, well, do me a favour. Stay there, please, Seamus and Catherine. Uh, loads and loads of texts coming in. Somebody says, now, for God's sake, there's no age-appropriate description of abortion or gay issues. It's my prerogative uh, to do it, says Stephen and Finglas. Uh, that guy now uh, talking, uh, talking seems to have forgotten one of the words he uh, would have been all for a year, uh, a year or two ago. Choice. Oh, yeah, sorry. Another person says, the man is talking absolute choice. 
Uh, I'm assuming you're talking about Seamus. And a person said, of course parents should have the right over sex ed. I myself agree with the normal sex ed and non-normal, um, uh, whatever, in relation to gay and lesbian sex ed. But anything else, uh, the LGBT, XYZ, and the rest of the made-up letters is wrong. I guess not the words you use, I know. Okay, thanks very much for sharing that with us. Obviously, I have a deep objection to it. Okay, keep texting, keep WhatsApping. Uh, the number is 087 I'm asking you, should you have the right to remove your children from sex education classes or the new sex education classes when they come in, when they include other issues like LGBT issues, transgender issues, abortion, etc. Well, I've been talking about the new sex education bill or relationships and sex education bill, or SE as they call it, over in their Ireland. And the, the new mandatory sex education bill, the same in the UK, will be launched in 2020. Already there's been massive objections all across the UK to this base, primarily for religious reasons, uh, because people don't want their children um, taught stuff that they don't agree with, and they want the right to remove their children from the schools during these times. Uh, James says, for example, I voted for gay rights, etc., but what about pseudoscience, like non-binary and 500 genders? Is that uh, just radical leftist ideology not based in reality? Um, another person says, now, will they be teaching about intercourse and stuff? Well, I, I'm not going to read out the rest of your text because I know what you're talking about. But, yeah, I would imagine so, but not in primary school, obviously. It would have to be age-appropriate. Uh, in other words, in secondary school, at some point, I'm sure they would teach about the different types of intercourse in relation to different types of relationships. And let me go to Emma, who is an SPHE teacher. Uh, oh, sorry, I need to switch you on there, Emma. Hold on, I do apologise. There we go. Sorry, Emma. Uh, you're on Classic Kids, Emma. Emma, should parents have the right to remove their children from this new uh, sex education classes when they are brought out in about a year and a half's time? I'd hope not from my point of view because I, I think it's important that all of our young people are on the same page, especially when it comes to leaving school and heading on into being adults. Mm-hmm. That would be my thinking on it. That, look, this is the world you live in, whether you like it or not, right? But in saying that, surely there are parents out there who have rights as well, who may be deeply religious. And, and it is generally on religious grounds, be it Christianity yeah. or is, Islam or whatever it must be, because there is no religions that agree with LGBT issues, unfortunately. Uh, but it is on religious grounds that parents say, well, I don't want my child learning this. Do they have a right to say that? Well, that's the thing. I'm hoping that they won't in the sense that from a teacher's point of view, I'm not really too concerned about the parents. I'm concerned about the child. And if you can imagine growing up in an environment, any religion, a religious environment, where you're being taught every single day that how you're feeling inside is not okay, and you're getting that day in, day out at home, at least when you come to school, at some stage in your life, you're going to be told that the way you're thinking or feeling is actually okay in some places, in some spaces in the world. Like, the mental health issues that must be going on in those situations are massive. So from my point of view as a teacher, I just think it's, it's better for the child mm-hmm. to be aware. Now, they, it's not, this isn't like an opt-in. Just because you learn about homosexuality doesn't mean all of a sudden you might be thinking about picking it up as a hobby. Yeah, like, I, I'm looking at some of the things that would be, yeah, under the new bill, by the way, I'm looking at some of the things that would be covered. I mean, one thing I think a lot of people might have objections to, as well as the LGBT issues and transgenderism, is the termination of pregnancy. Now, I don't know, what, obviously that would have to be age appropriate. You're not going to teach abortion to a five-year-old, I assume. But, you know, it would have to be age appropriate. But there are a lot of parents out there are, you know, absolutely actively pro-life. And they're saying, I don't want my child thinking that there's something okay about the termination of pregnancy. But I, I think that's the thing as well, though. I don't think the point of this education bill anyway is supposed to be that it, it doesn't come down on one side or another. It's just factual information. Like, you know, the fact that abortions happen in the world are a fact. 
and then it's now a fact that it happens in our country. In no way is anybody... And, uh, they, but they're giving it as an option. I'm assuming during that education you would say, well, <laughs> illegally it is, yes. I'm assuming as part of that education you're saying to the child, well, okay, look, if you get pregnant, there are options. And the options are, of course, there's adoption, there's having the baby, and there's termination of pregnancy, which is abortion. So, for, but whereas, you know, for pro-life parents, that's not an option. That just isn't an option. It's not even something yeah. we talk about because, as far as they're concerned, that's murder. So, you yeah, know, that's yeah. their view. And, 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 like, as much as I agree with you and your, the point that you're making, and I absolutely, if it was my children, I wouldn't have a problem with it. But what I'm saying is there are parents, and I believe they have rights, too, to bring their children up in a more conservative world if that's what they want to do, that that's their right. Yeah. And it's just, it's, but at the end of the day, it is just information. Information that they can get the right way or the wrong way. You know, information that they can Google and research, which they absolutely will if they're not going to get it elsewhere, or information that they can get in a healthy, non-biased way with information from the HSE as opposed to some random blog they're going to find on the internet. So I, I, just, I just feel what's going to happen is we're going to see a lot of children, and we're seeing this across America and a lot of the states, particularly the southern states in America, children being kept at home and homeschooled. Because they don't want their children exposed to what they believe, in some cases, in relation to some aspects of it as a pseudoscience. You know, for example, somebody mentions there in one of the texts, I voted for gay rights. But these pseudosciences like non-binary and 500 different genders, it's just radically leftist ideology. And I don't want my children exposed to it. Yeah, like, I, like I, I, I understand where people are coming from. I think from my point of view, like I have a young son at the minute and we're thinking about primary skills and all this sort of stuff we need to think of. For me, like again, I'm not personally religious and I'm looking at sending them to somewhere maybe where religion isn't an aspect. But previously, I would have happened to have bitten my tongue on that topic and sent him to the local national school and he would have learned about things from a religious aspect that I wouldn't have been happy about. But when he came home from school, I would need to try and like damage control the situation. Like I, w- I don't think it's appropriate that maybe a young child would know about hell or scary things like that. So I would maybe come home and try and, I mm. don't know, balance that out a little bit as a mother, you know, because I think they're too young to know about that stuff. But that's me as a mother. So if I'm aware that my child is going into school to learn something with regards to relationships or sexuality that m- myself and his father don't agree with, when he comes home, we will sit down and talk with him about how we feel about that situation. But at the end of the day, these children are only children for a while and then they are adults. And unfortunately then, you know, them being aware of what's actually going on in their country and with their college friends they're going to meet or whatever the case is, they'll be absolutely oblivious. So I I do think, from my point of view, I think I I would like to see it being compulsory. I would like to see everybody have that education. I I think parts of it and aspects of it are really important. Um, And I do believe because, of course, the world has become a more diverse place. Um, but there are parts of it which are open to question and people have a belief on either side. Um, and I'm not going to get into the specifics of that. And I think for a lot of parents out there, they're saying, well, I have rights too to raise my kids the way I want. And look, I have no issue with you doing these classes in the class, but I want to remove my child from that aspect of schooling because I would prefer to bring them up in my way of thinking. And, and that doesn't necessarily mean hatred either because some people believe that, that there's hatred involved there that, you know, a parent is going to teach their child to hate gay people or hate transgenders. Yeah. Or, and I don't believe that's the case either. They just don't want their children exposed, particularly young children, to the idea that maybe you don't have to be a boy if you want to be a girl or you don't have to be a girl if you want to be a boy or you can be any gender you want to be when they don't believe that's actually true. 
and I and I get that, and I totally do, and I know how hard it is when you're a parent and you have your own ideas of the world. But my point is, I don't really care about the parents; I care about the children. And mm-hmm. if their child is identifying as another gender, then they are already. You know what I mean? And they're not getting the support or the, I don't know, they they're being made to feel constantly all the time that there's something off or wrong with them. Whereas. And that's fine if their parents don't believe in it or they don't think it's a real thing, but if their child is identifying a different way, then they already are. You know, you're just asking them to live a lie then to impress you if that's the way that you but want But they went down this road and there was one school, I remember, in the UK that talked about it last year where they were the first school to introduce this kind of education. And in one school, they had 80 children identifying as the opposite gender. In one school. And yeah. they, they put it down to what they were teaching the children, that they were almost normalizing this idea. Now, you know, I, I think a lot of children change back again or re-identify again. You know, it's a kind of yeah. phase they go through in life. And I understand that. But, you know, the, the problem is it's some people believe we shouldn't be putting that sort of stuff into their heads at such a young age that maybe when a child is 15 or 16 years of age, that's probably fine. You know, because they, yeah. they're, they're, they're clever enough to make up their own minds. But, and that's you know, with the age appropriateness. That's where that comes in. And that's what I'd be very interested to see. Like, what is on the syllabus for what age groups? Because previously, all, say, the primary school children would have learned with regards to relationships and sexuality was basically just how a baby grows. I, I tell you what concerns me about it, OK? So, now, here's one thing that, that concerns me, right? And I'm reading this out verbatim from the bill, right? OK. And it says, this is uh, section 1AA. Uh, the curriculum is factual and objective, age-appropriate and not gender-normative. Now... That is ridiculous. When you say something is not gender normative. Now, I'm not suggesting, and I would be the first one who voted yes for marriage equality, uh, and I'm the first one, I, I would have no objections to everybody being treated equal in society, right? But in saying that, we have to face the fact that, for example, heterosexual relationships would be considered, inverted commas, the norm. In other words, yeah. boys and girls normally meet and have babies and have sex together and all that kind of thing, right? And, but if you're gay, that's perfectly fine. But but to suggest that something is not gender normative is nonsense. That's that's actually that's a lie. They, so we're lying to children to say it's not gender normative. Yeah, no, I know, I know what you're coming on. That's the thing. It is. I know you've read that out word for word, but you know, obviously later on there'll be more detail given and stuff to how that's supposed to be taught. But I think what they're kind of getting at there is that there are children who are identifying as the opposite gender or no gender at all. And I've taught them. I've worked with them. So it's not. They're not once in a blue moon. It's happening more and more frequently now. And why do you and think? Guess, but why do you think it's happening more frequently? Do you know what? I, I, again, I don't know. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. A is it be, is because we're teaching it? Is it because we're telling people that you know you can do this if you want? I'd probably argue the same way I'd argue about how um, statistically there's more homosexuals nowadays than, than in the past. No, I, I, I don't, I don't think it's the same. I don't think by telling somebody they can be gay, they're suddenly going to be gay. And that, that would be an insult to gay people, of course. Uh, but I do believe by suggesting to people that it's okay if you're a little boy that you can be a girl, or it's less than a little girl. Mind you, 85% of the time it's boys wanting to be girls for some strange reason. I don't know why the statistics work that way. Uh, but I do believe that suggestion 
can be a bit of an issue because I've watched documentaries and I watched this woman, she's brilliant, she's written a book about it, where she said she was a tomboy in school. She admitted, I wanted to be a boy. I was nine years of age. I want. I kept telling my mother, I want to be a boy, I want to be a boy. And all the way up to the age of 16, she wanted to be a boy. She said, in my day, if there had been puberty blockers around, I'm pretty sure my parents would have ended up putting me on them. But she said, thankfully, they didn't. Now she's a woman and she's proud and embraces the fact of her femininity. And she said, it's, she believed it could be so dangerous you know, that you don't give children a chance to, to express themselves throughout life rather than, you know, this kind of idea that we should immediately support somebody and let's throw them onto beauty blockers by the time they're 12 years of age. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think well, that that's could... exactly your point there about saying, about letting children express themselves. Like, like what my point was about the statistics, that's what I'm talking about, statistics are so false. Yeah, okay, nowadays there are more people identifying as different genders, but that's because they feel like it's okay to tell the truth about how they're feeling. The same way previously it was illegal to be homosexual. And then with time moving on and everybody moving on and getting with the times, obviously uh, people are are out and proud. And there's no problem with it anymore. So of course statistically we have more. The same way by the time, you know, I'm done teaching, I'm sure statistically there'll be some sort of figure. Two in a class are you know, I guess mm-hmm. as a different gender, or whatever the case is. Okay, well, do, do me a favor, Emma, because I have to go to a break, and I want to come back to you after the break, because I think Stephen might want to say something to you. Um, I'm going to come to Stephen after the break. I believe the parents should be allowed to opt in. Before the break, Stephen, you heard Emma. Look, quite a lot to say, quite a lot of sense as well. Um, but some people are texting in, not agreeing with her, believe they should be able to take their children out of the classes if they want to. What do you think? Yeah, uh, no, she had a lot of good stuff to put out, and I do believe that the talk should be had, Noel, but it's just the age... And the fact that they're ignoring a, a, a really large pop, uh, percentage of the population. If you take in the, the percentage of the vote that was in the abortion, you're looking at 25% there. You're probably looking at 10% that's like me. So you're looking at half the country nearly mm-hmm. that would be against this probably. And they're ignoring all them people. That's what I have a problem with. Okay, so you don't, you don't believe democracy is serving you well here? There's nothing democratic about this whatsoever. It's dictator. But but, but Emma's argument is is that your children, whether you like it or not, have to live in this world. And in this country, currently at the moment, if we're talking about abortion, abortion is legal. It is an option for them. Whether they want to take it or not, it's an option for them. Um, And that they have a responsibility as teachers and as educators to teach your children about that part of the, the social aspect of the world. Yeah, and I believe that. But if certain parents don't want that, that should be their prerogative. And it's just as simple as that, really, because um, I know that children should learn early and then you get used to it. I know that. But it's just a little too early for me, Noel. And would you, okay, well, 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 would you, leaving aside that, and I'm assuming that that it would have to be all age appropriate, would you have an objection to, say, your children learning about, you know, there's this many different types of genders, and if you don't want to be a gender, you don't have to be, and would you be happy with your children learning about that? No, absolutely not, because I don't think there is anything age appropriate. How do you describe that to a child age appropriately, six years of age? I don't know how you do that. I'd like to see the legislation and the stuff they're going to teach before they make the decision, maybe. I don't know if that would be available. Well, I mean, well, let me ask Emma, who is an SPHE teacher. Emma, I mean, what age group are you teaching or do you teach? Well, I teach post-primary, so... Okay, so, so yeah, you're not teaching primary kids. Okay. But how do you teach... I, I, maybe you have a better knowledge than I would. How would you teach primary school people? Because the, obviously RSE comes in at primary school level. Um, how do you teach a primary school child non what was the word? Let me look the wording again here. I don't want to get it wrong. Uh, 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 not gender normative. In other words, how do you teach uh, you know a seven or eight year old 
that it's okay to be a girl if you want to be a boy or a boy or a girl or you don't have to be any gender if you don't want to be. That's what Stephen wants to know. How do you how do you teach yes. it? How what age? He doesn't think there's anything age appropriate about how you can teach that at all. No, and, and you know you're not 100 percent wrong. Like for 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 a child coming from let's say a normative background, like you're right. Like it's, there's there's ne- it's always going to be a shock. And I think that at the minute anyway, the RSE program is but it is but it is the norm. Let's clarify. Well, no, yes, without people complaining to the broadcast authority here, okay? Yeah. It is quite normal for a boy to be a boy and a girl to be a, boy, a girl and not wanting to be the opposite sex. Yeah. So that but that is the, the norm. Minute, I, I would have like not having read it. I would have faith in the sense that the current RSE program is very age appropriate in that, uh, as far as I'm aware, in primary school, all they really learn with regards to relationships and sexuality is how a baby grows from the beginning to end. And I think they also talk about like menstruation and stuff, basic, basic things. Nothing that isn't happening to their bodies at this moment in time. And I would imagine it would stay the same, barring potentially, I don't know, because again, I don't teach primary school children, but I would imagine most of this would be more for, especially the, the more, I suppose, nitty-gritty stuff would be for senior cycle students. You're talking 16, 17, and 18. Well, I think, I think there is a suggestion of ethos, and it does mention ethos here in this as well. Yeah. Whereby, in the old days, when I was a child, you had books that had, you know, Mary and John. You know, and whereas the books now would be they're changing that tradition and they're going to have, you know, maybe John and John, Mary and Mary, Mary who used to be John and is now Mary, and and showing that there's yeah. diversity in these kind of families at that very, you know, to teach a child at seven years of age. That's, I think that's what Stephen might have an objection to. Yeah, and again, it, it, it's hard to know because I, I have no idea what they're going to be teaching with regards to primary skill. And, and you're right to have a worry about it. Like, I mean, like I said, I have a small child and I'd be interested to kind of read what Well, I'm not personally worried about it. My kids are all grown up and the youngest is 18, yeah. so I couldn't care less. But I am worried for parents like Stephen... Um, you know, who doesn't want his children learning that? Now, and there's other parents out there who are quite happy with that, and that's fine. But I am worried for him and his rights. Yeah, and they're yeah. being ignored in oil, of course. You know, and, and I do believe, as much as I might not agree with some people and their views on society, as long as they don't cast any hatred in anybody else, I don't have an objection to it. I think well, people are... Thing, I, I voted yes in both of the referendums, so there's no hate here for me, you know. It's just, I think my child is just a little too soft and too young to be dealing with stuff like that and then I'm afraid that if she hears these things in school she won't come back and talk to me about it because she'd be terrified to talk about it Okay, well, look, I have to take a break. I have to go into the news. I am going to continue this conversation for about 15 minutes after the news because so many people are texting in relation to it. Let me know what you think. As a parent, should you have the right to remove your child from the new sex education classes when they do come in? It'll probably be in about a year and a half or so. They're already coming in the UK next year. Lots of protests outside schools at the moment. I'm asking you, do you have an issue with it? Let me know what you think. Do you object to the new sex education bill, which would include LGBT and uh, transgender and uh, non-binary and whatever it happens to be uh, in society? Laurie, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Laurie? Hey, how are you now? Uh, Laura, do you object to it? No, I think it's great because my little one has just gone into senior infants um, and last year in junior infants they they started off kind of the basic sex education as in the proper in, names. In for, senior infants? No, this was in junior infants. In junior so infants when they were five? Yeah, so she was five last year and they start them off with learning the correct names of the human anatomy which oh, I think okay. is brilliant. Alright, okay, um, so penis and all that kind of stuff. Exactly, yeah. vaginas everything like that, so okay. that's what they start off with and each year they bring a little bit more into it so that it's nothing 
scary because I remember when we did sex education, you were hauled into a room and none wheeled in a yeah, well, TV that was old with a stuff. video yeah. and this video was slapped on and everyone sitting there cringing. Wondering, oh my God. Yeah, I can't well, in anyway. the old days, girls were taught never sit on a boy's lap unless <laughs> you put a newspaper down first because you might get <laughs> pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> that was the old, the old school thinking. And we've gone from one extreme now, I suppose, to some people believe, to the other. Um, and I, don't, I wouldn't have an objection to what you're just talking about there, you know, teaching, you know, little children about the right body parts. Although I don't think there's anything too, anything too wrong with, you know, some five year old calling it his pee pee. You know what I mean? <laughs> Either, you oh, know. No, she won't, she won't you and tell you that you're a boy so you have a penis. So uh, all right, okay, be, all right, okay. He's very upfront. Uh, okay, so that, that's fair enough. But how how do you feel about what they call non-gender uh, normative education, which is basically saying, you know, to a, a six or a seven or a nine or a ten-year-old, you know, that like if you don't want to be a boy anymore, it's okay. If you feel like a girl, you can be a girl. Or, you know, if you, you know, I mean, the relationships are boys and boys, girls and girls, all that kind of stuff. Is that, is that acceptable or age appropriate for a primary school child? Well, the thing is, one of my daughter's friends has two mammies. She doesn't have a daddy. Mm-hmm. So it's a, a lesbian couple and they have a five-year-old daughter and my daughter and her daughter are friends. And my little one doesn't seem anything strange with that. No, and, and, ne- and neither should she, no. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, she she doesn't question it. So why should I say something to her that that's not right? I've often well, no, nobody her, would suggest that you would say that's not right. But the suggestion that that would be the norm, which is what the education bill is, suge- is proposing, wouldn't be right either, because that would be factually incorrect. But it's the norm for them. No, when you say for the norm, the norm would be, in in society as a whole, would be heterosexual relationships where men and women have babies together. That's the norm, think, isn't it? But I think I'm not, I'm not suggesting, by the way, anything else is abnormal. I'm just saying that's the norm. It probably is, but I mean, I wonder how many people hide their sexuality because but they're no, afraid. I, I think it's I think it's perfectly fine thing. and acceptable to say to, to children, you know, if you fall in love with a, you know somebody of the same sex, be it a boy or a girl, that's perfectly fine as well. But this is what the majority of people do, and this is how babies are formed. You know, I mean, I, I, I just think that maybe we're going too far in one direction. I mean, I don't think it's right to tell a seven-year-old that if you don't want to be a boy or a girl, you can be nothing. No, I don't agree with that. I mean, but that's part know, of it. This is part of the education bill. I know bill. it is part of it, but either you are like you're either a boy and then you transdra- you, you know, you change to a girl, or you're a girl and you change to a boy. And do, you, and do you think that's okay to tell, to tell a seven-year-old that if you want to change into a girl, you can, or a boy, you can? Is that okay? I think yeah. being able to talk to them and say to them that, okay, you can take it into account that they're reaching the stage where hormones are all over the place and they may not understand it. But I think to be able to sit down and talk to them and go, yes, this is how you're feeling, and for you, that's right. But that, you know, let's wait and see how you feel in two years or three years. But like, I think to be able to talk to them so they don't feel that there's something or there's a taboo about it that they can't. I would hate to think if my little one's decided in two or three years when she's seven or eight that she wants to be a boy, that she would be afraid to come and talk to me. And what would you say to her if she did say that to you? I think if she came and said to me, listen, I identify as a boy. But she wouldn't, um, she wouldn't, where would she get that, that wording even from at the age of well, seven? But she wouldn't get that wording. But let, let's say she came to you. Well, I, well, I suppose so. Yeah, you're right. You know, uh, but what if she came to you, would you, would you just say to her, that's, yeah, that's super. Would you go off then and, and, you know, and make an appointment to, to see somebody with her or? 
Because, I mean, in my day, when, when a boy, when a girl wanted to be a boy in my day, they were called a tomboy, right? Exactly, yeah. yeah. Okay. And, we all went through stages of that. Yeah. And then, and then slowly but surely, they embraced their own femininity and they went back to being what they were initially. But nowadays, there kind of seems to be this rush. You know, if a girl identifies as a boy and wants to be, you know, and she's a tomboy, as they would have called them years ago, um, all of a sudden, we're, we're rushing them off to doctors and counsellors and, and we're kind of supporting them but maybe to the extreme and saying, sure, let's throw a few puberty blockers and you can have a think about it then for a little bit longer. I wouldn't be rushing to kind of puberty blockers or things like that, but I, I certainly think that some, bringing them to somebody who can, who's better equipped at dealing with it than I would be or her father would be, because I suppose you hear that the suicide rate among the transgender community is so high that you don't want your child to be in that statistic that bringing them to somebody who is better equipped to help them maybe sort through what mm-hmm. they're really feeling. Okay, we'll, we'll stay there for a second. And by the way, j- just in relation to that, Laura, do you believe that parents, when this new um, RSE bill comes in, this new sex education bill, it's already causing problems in the UK, but do you believe that parents should be, like, in the UK it's mandatory, I'm assuming it'll be the same here, do you believe that parents should be allowed to take their child out of those classes if they want to? I would say no. But then that's my opinion because I think education because is you're okay with too. It. Yeah, but you're well, okay you with it. But there are parents who are very religious, for example, and they're yeah, not. And they're not okay with it. Re- my little one goes to a religious school, but mm. they're you know they're still learning. But I think education is a powerful tool, and I think if they're allowed, no, it could be a case that she if if it comes in and my little one was in four or five classes, and then she comes to me and goes, actually, I don't feel comfortable in these classes. I don't want to go to them. I, I, I'm, by the way, a lot of people are reacting. There's two people have said it already. Um, junior infants. What? Oh, my God, says Stephen and Finglas. Obviously talking about body parts and junior infants. Um, yeah, I, I, I do find... I, I'm not saying there's anything too wrong with telling a child at five that it's called your penis. But I do I don't think it's information. They really don't need at five years of age. But stay there for a second because, Vicky, you're on Classic yeah. Kids. How are you doing, Vicky? Hi, Niall. How are you doing? Vicky, I mean, do you have an issue with this? I mean, according to Laura and many others, like this is the world we live in. We need to educate our children better, you know, to accept people who have differences in society. Okay, okay. Can I, can I just say, like, this main thing, okay, two, two points to make. One point, um, ridiculously, I do not think it's necessary. That's just, that's just one point. And since when did it go from being something that they needed to know? I mean, can I just let you know that I've got two young children in primary school and one day they came home and there was a leaflet just loosely tossed into the bottom of their bag. And it said on it, infant sex education. So in, when, in, in what world is them three words supposed to be in the same sentence? Mm. It do, it, I, I do it's find ridiculous. that a bit uncomfortable, to be honest. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't make sense. It gets confusion all over. This is the problem. It's social confusion all over. Everyone's trying to match a picture. Everyone's trying to be like this, be like that. And uh, it's, it's all boiling down to kind of... Um, who we know who we are and what we want our children to know. It's not necessary for them to know any of that at that age. It's just not necessary. But Laura, no Laura thinks it. it's a good thing that her junior infant's child was thought about his penis and vagina and well, a girl, I was actually, sorry. I was actually, I was actually very, very uh. upset because um, uh, when, I got the relief, when I got the relief, it actually said over the next few weeks. 
So I didn't actually get told what specific day it was. Then I went, when I went to find out exactly what day this class would be taught on, they couldn't tell me what day it was. So I couldn't actually physically remove my children from the school at that time. So I didn't have any choice. And would you so have? And would you have? Yes, you, I definitely it, would have. Definitely. So Without it, a shadow of a doubt, yeah. Okay, so if you're told this class is going to happen, you know, twice a month on a Friday afternoon... You... Oh, Sam, sorry, he's absent for that day. Okay. Definitely. Yeah. And, and, and it's not fair. It's not. It's not right. You're putting something onto a child's got enough to deal with at that. A child's got enough to deal with at that stage, at that age in their life. They've got enough to deal with without needing to know something that they're not even going to do for another ten years. What is that? What's the What's the point? I mean, it's it's ridiculous. There's no point to it. It's just kind of it's intruding on on their kind of innocence and on their childhood. And what more do we need to do that other than the ridiculous adverts that are out there these days? All these different kinds of influence we have on them, on them already. I mean, no, let, let, let me just say, sorry, Laura, you know, I mean, you're the one who talks about it. Vicky mentioned that as well there. The little blue slip of paper said infant sex education. To me, she's right. Those three words just don't sound right on a piece of paper. Well, I know our school, they had a, a, a meeting for all the parents and they were in the evening and they went through what was they were going to do for each year um, in regards to sex education. You could buy books or whatever. I thought so sex ed started in like fifth or sixth class. I didn't think it started in junior infants. Yeah, but apparently now this is the new curriculum that it starts oh my. from when they go into school. Now, it, it, they, not from the minute they go is in. It, like is it not a bit, Laura, in fairness, is it not a bit young? Does a five-year-old really need to know that it's called a penis? Can he not just this call it his pee This his is wheelie? the point. It's, it's necessary things. I mean, education should be from a necessary basis should be something that they're going to use at that time and maybe in the future. It's not going to be something that's going to um, happen at a certain stage and should really happen at a certain stage. It shouldn't be pushed ahead ahead of time. I mean, do you want your kiddies going outside to play with their friends and saying something about penis, something about vagina? You don't want them kind of, you know, you don't want them kind of conversations coming up. Where's it going to end? You know, it's, it's ridiculous. What's, what's, it's, there's no need for it. I, that's why I'm so frustrated. There's just no need for it. There's no want or need for it. I don't understand why they're doing it. And I don't understand where this push is coming from, you know. And it was very kind of slyly put in there. I've only just noticed this kind of thing coming up in the last few years. And if we're not in charge of even what the, our children know at what age, I mean, it, I mean, it, we're getting mm. lost. Socially, we're getting lost. Yeah, and Laura, they, see, this is what I said to you, Laura, about, I mean, OK, Laura, you're fine with it and that's OK, you know, but Vicky's not fine with it. So should, should Vicky, you, I asked you, should a parent have the right to remove their child from the class? And you said no. So are you telling me that Vicky shouldn't have the right to remove her child from that class if she didn't, what? let's just say, you know, if it was around certain issues that Vicky just didn't agree with? Well, what I said was, in my opinion, I wouldn't remove her. I have, obviously, everyone has their own opinion. But, like, I don't see, you know, it's the adults that are going to cause these issues as a taboo. But, yeah, but that's because that's children don't make decisions. But at, no, the end of the day, it's a, at the end of the day, it's a teacher. A teacher is supposed to teach. So a parent is the main first straight teacher, that all the information that they feel they need to know is coming from that parent. So who says that the school board or that, and the government or that anybody else should decide what our children should know? Laura, I'm with everything else to, to a certain degree, particularly in secondary school. But when you, you said to me that a child in junior infants is learning about his penis and a girl learns about her vagina, I find that bizarre. I mean, I know the world has moved on and we're changing and we're becoming more liberal and understanding and educated and everything, but I just think that's a bit more... You don't... It's something... You don't need it. 
you can be liberal, you can be educated, you can be self-aware, you can be all of these things, but you don't need to infringe something um, that's going to include an act in the future. You don't need to infringe that and let children know about that at that stage because they're not going to be doing it. You know, so it's, it's obviously okay, not but, necessary. Okay, but just in relation to the other issues, because that's just that's something I didn't realise at that young age. In relation to the other issues of this new sex education bill, which has already been brought in the UK for 2020 as mandatory, probably the same over here. Um, Vicky, would you have an objection to your children learning, say, you know, be it in fifth or sixth class when they're seven or eight or nine or ten years of age, wherever it is, you know, about, um, you know, transgenderism and it's okay to feel that if you want to change your gender, you can, or if you're gay or there's two... Well, I mean, the phrase, the phrase, um, the phrase, both genders, and um, which, if you'd put it in conversation somewhere to say both genders, has apparently changed now. So it's all genders, okay? So this is it's something else that's been put upon us. It's just, it's not, it's not. Um, okay, well then, do you have fair. an objection to, to them the teaching your child that there's, I don't know, fifty yes. genders or sixty genders or something like that? Yes. It's not necessary. It's not necessary. No, it's really not, because, I mean, in personal choice, we all have personal lives at the end of the day. We all have our personal thing. Why should we want to parade them around the street? Why do we want the, um, the whole populace to know of this? And a younger person is extremely impressionable. Young people especially are our most impressionable. We should be protecting them. And um, if, something, if somebody or one of them wants to indulge in that kind of lifestyle and become something else when they're older, then, then that's fine. But why on earth should we let them know when they're children? Let them find out what they want to be first. Okay, At least well, let them discover themselves first. It's only fair. Okay, well, hang on. Let me just go to... Uh, I want to go to Dave as well. Stay there, please, Vicky, if you can. Uh, let me go to Dave. Dave, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Dave? Very uh, Dave, I mean, I mean, a lot of people have an objection to this education bill on different for different reasons. Uh, yeah. You know, be they religious reasons or be they just, you know, they don't agree with some of the, I suppose, the, that we want to call them, the leftist ideology. And they say, well, I don't want my kids learning that, so I want to take my kids out of the class when they're teaching it. Is that fair? Richard, wouldn't the easiest class just give you an opt-out option. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So why yeah. why won't they give an opt-out option? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, I, I, honestly, maybe the powers to be think that children need to learn this stuff. So you the know, powers to be are more important than the parents of the child. Surely that should be in the sex education bill. I think I thought it always was that the parent is the primary guardian and primary educator of a child. Oh, no, they are, yeah. No, they're, well, they're clearly not. Yeah, no, but for some strange reason, some people seem to think that they're they know better than, than the parents, maybe. I don't know. But, like, there's certain aspects of it, like, fine. But I don't think any, like, 8, 9, or 10-year-old needs to know about abortions or rape or any of that kind of stuff. Do you know? But that's all included in the sex education bill. Termination that's, of pregnancy. That's, that's ridiculous. Now, I'm not suggesting, by the way, they're going to stand there and give them leaflets on how to get an abortion. But it will, yeah, be, con- know, but it will be an option, I suppose. Well, we keep talking about this stuff like age-appropriate. Why is the, what is the age-appropriate way to talk to a 9, 10, or 11-year-old about an abortion? There is no age-appropriate way, as far as I'm that's, concerned. But that's what I mean. like, It's because it's not age-appropriate. That's the reason why. These things aren't age-appropriate. They're not appropriate for the certain age. I mean, sex infant education, it, it's not... It, it's not even the right caliber of words to put together. I mean, if you thought about it, if you thought about it by the child's point of view, we'll say, if the child, if the child had a point of view of that age, if, I mean, let them give them a chance to, to know who they are first, find out who that person is first. You know, instead of telling them, oh, you could be mm. this, or you could be okay, that. Okay, well, 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 hang on, Vicky. Dave, you know what? What was in the bottom of the, of the school bag in Vicky's child? Right? Um, you know, um, infant sex education. That just yeah, sounds weird. It, it just, that sentence just sends a shiver down my spine for some reason, to be Thank honest Thank you. With yeah. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't sound right. Like, can we not let kids be kids for as long as possible? Mm. Exactly. When I, got, when I got taught sex education in school, it was owned 
It was like the end of... End of first, first year in secondary school. That's kind of when it kicks off, really, isn't it? Kind of sixth class, when you're on the cusp of puberty. And then it was just... Yeah. You were just taught the nuts and bolts of it. Like, no, this is sex, this is reproduction, this is good sexual health, blah, 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 blah. You know, I don't understand, like, why? Like, who thought it was a great idea to teach primary school kids about this? Well, I, well, I, well, I, well, I don't know. Let me just... I want to go to Claire as well before I wrap this topic up. Claire, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Claire? Hi, yeah. Uh, Claire, do you have an objection to the sex education bill? No, I, I have to say our school is handling this really well. We're actually doing it as an outside school thing. Okay. Um, where the parents are actually sitting are you, are you a teacher yourself, an educator no, yourself? No, 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 I'm a parent of a okay. child. Okay. Um, what I do, what, the only reason I wouldn't pull my child out if it was mandatory is I don't want him getting mixed messages from children that don't understand on the playground. I would rather he hear it from an adult and ask me the questions afterwards. I don't want him going into the playground and being told by his friends because they've understood it in a different way. Yeah, would you have an objection? I mean, Vicky spoke about the infant sex education. I mean, that sounds weird. It is. I don't agree with it at five and six. My son is six. I don't want him learning about this. Where they're doing it in our school, in the school that he's in, he's nine and ten, and the parents are included. We know the curriculum they're teaching them. It's given to us ahead of time that we can talk to them about it first. Okay, and that's fair enough. So you're okay with it, and that's great, and there's loads of people who are okay with it. But do you believe if somebody's not okay with it, let's say a Christian parent or a Muslim parent, uh, you know, and by religion they're not okay with it, with LGBT issues, do you believe they should have a right to take their child out of that class? Of course they should have the option, but then they're facing the fact that their child is going to be in the playground with the kids were in that class and we're going to talk about it because that's what they do when they don't understand something. They discuss it between themselves. Mm-hmm. They're going to hear about it anyway. That's my point. It's not that we can't shield them from it forever. But yes, you should have the option. But are you then going to stop them playing in the playground so that they don't hear about it there either? And do you have a, do you have an issue for, say, for example, with your 9 or 10 year old learning that there's kind of 50 genders, which is a kind of very new thing over the last few years? If I'm included in it and a part of it where that if he can come to with the questions that I can sit down and, and what would you say to him if you said that to your mammy is there 50 genders I would say to him that different people identify in different ways that we all have that some children are born and they feel like they're born in the wrong skin I would try to explain it in a childlike way that they understand well see this is the point as a parent you would have a better way of explaining that to your child probably than an educator wouldn't you which is just generalised does it, that we are involved in it, that we are a part of it, that we are included but, in these classes. Yes, yeah, sorry, 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 why is it necessary to pull it into the mainstream um, 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 education? Why, why, is that, why can't it be a billboard sign maybe in the school, oh, this is an extracurriculum thing you can do, you can meet with such and such or whatever on a whatever evening if you want your child to know about this. Why is it completely thrown straight in our face? We're made to do it. And it's, it's just ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, at what stage do they say, right, well, we're, we're, we're going to decide what else your children are going to know about or what else they're going to be able to do? Who says they decide? I thought I was the parent. You are the parent again. I can fully understand where you're coming from. I don't want my six-year-old learning that either. But at the end of the day, our children are exposed to a hell of a lot more now through YouTube, through the television programs they're this watching. This is what I was saying. Yes, there's, there's even ridiculous adverts on the television. I mean, you, you well, can't... Well, can I, can I say to both of you, by the way, in relation to YouTube and everything, 
that's your responsibility as a parent to make sure your children aren't no, watching something Noel. inappropriate. I agree, Noel, because I have I have major um, I've major setups here for YouTube and, and things mm. like that. But I, I, I I'm, I'm talking about TV adverts. I mean, they're yes. just sitting watching a cartoon and it comes something comes on a TV advert. I mean, you're walking down the street, there's a half naked um, lady on a lingerie shop. It's absolutely ridiculous. Everything is just thrown in their faces, and unless you walk them around with a blindfold, there's pretty much hardly anything you can keep them away from these days. All right, well, listen, lads and ladies, I have to wrap it up. Um, and thank you very much to Claire and Vicky and everyone, Dave, and everyone got involved in that conversation. I tell you what, I am going to continue that conversation tonight. It's a really interesting conversation. And I know there's a lot of stuff we could have talked about, but because it's daytime radio, we had to kind of curtail it a little bit. So we will talk again about it after 9 o'clock tonight. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.